Are you trying to figure out how to get things done? Are you trying to look for knowledge that can actually help you do something, be something, be better at what you do? Hi, I'm Joyce Mbaya, founder of ZD, where we provide affordable online courses for Africa. This is the place for you, the ZD Podcast, where we have inspiring conversations with amazing people. And the ultimate goal is to help you know more so you can do more. Leading in uncertain times, I mean, what's the definition of uncertain times? First of all, these times we're living in are uncertain times for sure. Um, but the word uncertainty in itself speaks of not being sure or not knowing what's happening. Uh, you don't know the next steps, right? Or even if you have a plan, your plan has been thrown upside down. And that's what most of us have been going through, especially when we've been experiencing the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. This is in the year 2020-2021, depending on when you're watching this. Um, but that's already one good example of a time that just everything we knew or thought we knew or had planned was turned completely upside down. But you know what? Leaders were made for times such as this. You are made for times such as this. The true test of leadership comes when you face uncertain times, you face challenges and unexpected things coming up, but you rise to the occasion and you turn it around and through strong vision, you continue to drive the success of the business. That is what it means. So I'm here to show you how to lead in uncertain times. You probably already know. So maybe I should say to remind you <laughs> a few tactics on how you can lead in uncertain times. What are we going to talk about? Number one, what is the impact of uncertain times on your team, right? Because if you don't understand what your team is going through, then it becomes very difficult to lead. Second thing I'm going to touch on, just touch on, because it's a big topic in itself, is digital transformation. Because in these uncertain times, one of the things that has come out clearly for leaders as a strategy, as a tactic, as something that you must embrace and know about, it is digital transformation. It is the role of digital in supporting you as a leader to navigate the uncertain times. So let's do this. So, you know, when people are used to their regular way of doing things, right? How your work day is supposed to flow from when you wake up, have your breakfast, get into your car, get into traffic, rock up to the office, <laughs> uh, get to your desk. Before you get to your desk, maybe there are people you're saying hi to on the way. There's your cup of hot beverage. You know, we all get into a routine every day, right? As to how we like to do our work. And then I remember when the pandemic happened last year um, for COVID-19 and Suddenly, you know, people are being told work from home. Now, that routine, work from home. Okay, I wake up, a child is crying. Oh my goodness, which is the space I use? Is my internet okay? Uh, how do I even use these tools that I'm being told to use for video conferencing? You can see how um, all that uncertainty and fear, all that confusion, where people are used to a certain way of doing things and now it's shifting around can just lead to all kinds of emotions, right? And the fear comes in because uncertainty, all of us human beings like certainty. We like when things are sure. You know, we like knowing my pay will land on this particular day, right? This is when things are going to happen. There's an order. We don't do well in chaos. And so fear comes in because with all those changes that are happening, people start to be scared about their roles, about their ability to effectively deliver on their roles. And so as a leader, you need to be cognizant of this. So uncertainty and fear and also knowing that how do you address that uncertainty and fear how do you give reassurances that that's not the time to be castigating people for making mistakes allow a period of settling in where you know changes and adjustments have to happen but the key thing your team needs at that time is reassurance they need to know that yes we're in uncertain times 
However, business is going on. It shall be okay. We are adjusting and we will land on our feet. So speaking of uncertainty and fear, the second key thing, I talked of three, right? So the first one is uncertainty and fear. The second thing is work change. By work change, I mean, I've sort of referenced it a bit, I think in the previous point, but it's changes around the way the team is working, right? We used to have meetings on Mondays in a particular conference room in the office. Now we have to have our meetings online, right? Um, maybe if we used to do a meeting once a week, maybe we have to meet more frequently. Why? Because we are all working in distributed areas. We're not in the same location. So we have to talk more often. Uh, use of email, use of other communication tools that may be introduced, technology, right? So the way people are working has changed. And so you need to be cognizant of that because the impact of this on the team means um, the natural flow and routine, the natural way that the team is used to working is shifting. So again, be cognizant of this and ask yourself, do I need to provide my team training? What kind of support do I provide my team to enable them to adjust to those work changes and be able to settle down? Don't assume people know what these changes mean and what they're supposed to do. In fact, you might schedule a time as a leader to actually walk them through these are the following changes that we're experiencing. Is everybody okay? How have we adjusted? And I know many of you must have done this in the early days when things were starting to shift around. Now, most of you are settled, but don't forget that changes continue to happen and you need to be aware of how those changes affect the way your team works. Third thing that happens, and the last one, is technology issues. And you can see how all these points are interconnected, right? Um, speaking of the previous two points, we come to the issue of technology. Technology issues in, is in terms of how are the dependencies on technology or the new technologies that the team has to use, how is this affecting how the team is working? I know we all know the story of, ah, I missed the meeting because I had no power. My internet is down. <laughs> uh, technical issues, I'm not logging in. My machine has hung. I think the, the uncertain times we live in now have introduced new words to our vocabulary that we didn't have before. And this is fine. Um, so again, technology issues, because we are all adjusting. We know in our part of the world, especially, some of these things are very new for a lot of companies. So that's the third thing. So the idea here is for you to realize as a leader, uncertain times will impact your team. They will impact your team in different ways. If you can understand how your team is impacted and be intentional about addressing it, then you stand a better chance. The three ways, uncertainty and fear, the emotions that your team is feeling. Number two, changes around the way the team is working. And finally, technology issues. And being able to address all this is the first step to leading effectively in uncertain times. So we've talked about leading in uncertain times and we've talked about three ways that your team is impacted uh, during uncertain times. Now, let's talk about tactics. Let's talk about the how, right? You're sitting here telling me, ah, uh, yeah, I know there are three ways they're affected, but what am I supposed to do? Yes, there are ways and things you can do. There are uh, strategies that you can apply as a leader to help you effectively lead your team in uncertain times. And there are very many, you know, the list could be 10, but I've cut it down to the four that are most effective. I'm telling you, I have used them, they work. And if you can just apply these four things in whatever simple way you can as a leader, you will start to have a better um, results from your team and you'll start to feel more comfortable leading your team in uncertain times. So what are the four? The first one is daily rituals, okay? Remember people's routines have been affected. How do you introduce the right daily rituals for your team in these new uncertain times? The second one is flexibility because the very nature of uncertainty means we will make a plan. We will think we have a plan, <laughs> but shortly the plan will be turned upside down. So flexibility is the second tactic. 
The third tactic is empathy. Um, and if you notice some of the things I'm sharing, they are not technologies. They have a lot to do with emotion and understanding where your team is. So empathy is a strategy um, as well that can help you lead your team in uncertain times. And the last one is clarity. So four tactics that I'm going to cover, I'm going to delve into these tactics one by one in the next lessons that are coming up. So the first tactic that can help you lead your team in uncertain times is daily rituals for your team. I've already mentioned that the first thing that happens when we are leading in uncertain times is routine is affected. People feel unsure of themselves in terms of how they're going to continue to work effectively uh, during these uncertain times, right? So what does this mean? This means as a leader, do you have quick check-ins? Do you have ways that you engage with your team more frequently than you did before? And they can reach you one-on-one in case they need clarity on issues, right? Uh, daily rituals could be, we call them huddles. Huddles are not quite meetings, but they're get-togethers that you can have with smaller individuals, I mean, sorry, smaller, smaller individuals, smaller teams, correction, um, in terms of two or three people within the team, right? So you could say, I, I want to talk to these two guys because I see something they need to do, let's have a huddle. A huddle could be 15 minutes, by the way. Don't go and do a one-hour meeting for a huddle. So that's one example. Uh, daily rituals could be, I noticed some leaders doing things like every morning for 15 minutes, um, you come together, you share a quote, or you say something, or you, or even direct calls. Hi guys, good morning. Did you wake up well? Are you good? Is your internet okay? Are you logging into X? You know, and especially with entry level teams or teams that don't have as much experience, they might need a bit of that because they don't have the structure that they had with the office. And they're still learning the personal discipline of working with minimal supervision. So they're in between. So teams like that might need more check-ins from you so that you don't assume people are okay and yet they're having issues. Um, we found ourselves, if I give my own example as a leader, my team now is using the use of WhatsApp skyrocketed <laughs> during uncertain times. And it's not always comfortable. I remember trying to introduce, uh, because I'm a technology person, something called Slack. And people were, it was just not working. People tried, I think they would forget to log in. And so that's something I had to adjust as a leader. I had to think about what's also comfortable for my team. So I noticed most people just seem to be okay with WhatsApp, but also we are a small team. My team is a total of about seven people at any given time. I think for a larger team, it might be tricky. If you're in a corporate organization, I don't know if you're allowed to use WhatsApp. Probably you have tools like Slack or Microsoft Teams and the tools that come with that, it's okay. Whatever tool you find, the idea is that you have a group chat, yeah? Or a central place where when you post something or you mention something or the team hears from you, then you keep people aligned with the work, right? Uh, daily rituals don't have to be about work, by the way. It could be prayer. <laughs> it could be a motivational quote. Maybe what your team needs from you is something beyond just saying, hey, are you on top of your work? It's, are you okay? Is everything fine? Uh, someone's machine could be having issues. This happened in my team where someone was running late on a task and Eventually, it was because their computer was having issues. You see, things like that are not obvious because you're not in the same office. And I remember um, saying as a leader, can someone please call and talk to the person? Because the amount of stress they might be going through, you might not be aware. You see? So that's one thing. So daily rituals like calls, you know, finding out is everybody okay? Are your tools working okay? Do you need any support? It's just finding little things you can do on a day-to-day with your team to maintain similar routines, to, to maintain that same flow that you had when you are all working together from the same location, right? And to enable people to feel that you're present as a leader and that they can reach out to you and connect with you at any given time. 
So we've talked about the first tactic, right? Which is daily rituals. Now let's talk about the second tactic, which is embracing flexibility. And I want to call out a few of you here because the very essence of embracing flexibility speaks to the fact that micromanagement may not work effectively during uncertain times. Um, this is a struggle for most of us as our leaders, especially I remember when the pandemic first happened. For most leaders and managers, the first challenge they had is, how do you know people are working eh? if I can't see, if I'm not there to check? If I can't come to your desk and ask you, <laughs> uh, we're used to feeling like we have to have so much oversight, literally eh, looking over people's shoulders to ensure they can work. But the way the world is changing now, we are realizing this style of management really may not work. And also the new school of Gen Y, millennial um, employees and different types of young people coming into the workplace also have a different mindset that is tougher to micromanage. I think um, the world is just changing in many different ways. So as a leader, you have to release that, release it, because eventually what happens is it will demotivate your team. Uh, people will not grow because they have to ask you everything, which means how will they learn how to do it themselves, right? So embracing flexibility means that you allow some space for your team to actually do the work. I always say when you hire someone, trust that they have the capability to do the job and allow them a little bit of space. Once you tell them what they're supposed to do, give them the space to execute. Don't be there all the time asking, have you done? Have you done? Did you? It can even create a lot of emotional stress to the person because they start to feel that you're doubting them, right? You're not sure if they can execute their tasks. Flexibility also comes in in realizing that you might start out Monday, <laughs> on Monday with a particular plan for your team in terms of what needs to happen, but the business in and of itself goes through so much change in uncertain times, right? Uh, whatever your strategic plan was for the year, uh, every quarter it will now might be changing because the business has to adjust to all the changes that are coming during the uncertain times. So you need to be flexible. You need to ask yourself as a leader, how do I keep reviewing? How do I stay in tune with the changes that are happening and then equip my team accordingly so we are not lost, all right? So that's another aspect of embracing flexibility. Um, embracing flexibility also means if people have a different suggestion or idea on how to do things, you can't assume you know everything as a leader, right? So you might find during your team meeting, uh, one of your, uh, you know, the people you're managing in your team, one of your employees is saying, uh, you know what, we were trying to do this last week and I observed the following issue. Can we try it this way? You can't be the person then saying, no, that is not the way we do things around here. <laughs> you have to think about the fact that this person day to day is engaging with their task. Be open to the suggestions that your team gives. In fact, I've realized that by listening a little bit more, I also gain so much because the team is able to tell you what's happening. They're able to give suggestions. And that freedom within the team means everybody grows. None of us know everything. I don't know everything. I don't think you as a leader know everything. So, so many good ideas and good strategies are sitting with your team if you can give them the chance to voice it. In fact, create space for that in your weekly meetings. You know, uh, what does anyone have suggestions? Does anybody know how we can do this better uh, or differently to be more effective as a team? And that also opens up the communication channel. So embrace flexibility. Don't be attached to your old way of doing things because in uncertain times, that really doesn't work. All right, we've talked about two tactics already that can help you lead your team in uncertain times. The first one was the daily rituals and the second one was embracing flexibility. Now, the third one, and this is a really big one, is empathy. What's the definition of empathy? I love the word empathy, whether it's in, with my customers, with my team. Empathy is actually a, an emotional intelligence tool eh, or tactic that makes you very effective as a leader. Empathy speaks to the ability 
to put yourself in someone else's shoes. The ability to see things from the other person's perspective. We say it as, I feel what you feel. You know, I'm walking in your shoes and I understand. So empathy comes in here because empathy is what will allow you as a leader to take a step back and gain an understanding of the emotional space that your team is in, right? It allows you to create something we call social safety. Social safety is where people don't feel judged based on their particular circumstances at any given time. Now, one good example of this is, um, you know how teams have to go into remote working, eh? One of the things that happens is that when you have to take meetings from home, you know home is a private space. Uh, I've seen a lot of people do interesting things to have a, a nice background to make sure their pajamas are not being seen. <laughs> their wall paintings and murals, which might be controversial, are not being seen. Uh, none of us were prepared for this necessarily. So your team, each of your team members is working from a different space and you don't know how that space looks like. I've seen situations where, you know, if somebody is on a call and a dog passes by and no one in the team knew this person has a dog. <laughs> Or maybe no one in the team knew this person has a child. And then all of a sudden, the sound of a baby crying and like, Allah, so-and-so has a child. <laughs> Why is the baby crying in the background? We've seen different things. So basically, the idea of working from home um, makes people have to let you in a bit more. It, it makes our personal lives uh, revealed maybe in a way that we are not ready for. And sometimes it's not intentional. So as a leader, you have to allow your team to feel safe. You have to make people feel that it's okay, right? Uh, because this is something that none of us can control. Of course, you encourage professionalism. You encourage them to have an official corner in the home, wherever they are, or a space where they can work with those minimal interruptions. But be cognizant that things could happen. Um, most of us try to plan the best way we can, but sometimes things could happen. Uh, I've seen situations where... Um, people forget to mute and sometimes we'll hear too much of things we don't want to hear. The last thing you want to do in such a situation is then make the person a victim. Oh, so-and-so, you know, we thought this was happening and make it a discussion. Uh, you know, it even becomes common gossip amongst the team. Those are, that can lead to a very difficult culture. Um, and that's why I'm calling it social safety. It's, I am safe within my team. I am socially accepted. I am not going to be judged for my home environment, for where I live, for whatever circumstances, because now I can't be in the office. You with me? So empathy, you know, ask you yourself how you would feel, you know, yourself if somebody judged you, if somebody did not give you your space or you did not have that sense of safety. For most leaders, chances are you're in a better financial position than your teams, right? Maybe by virtue of the fact that you're probably earning more. That means you have a little bit more space to do things that your team cannot do. Maybe to have a space that they cannot have, have empathy, you know? If somebody says their power is cut off, you know, you can't start saying, eh, now we know the people don't pay their bills. Eh, the people are not managing their salaries well. You cannot do that. That's, again, being judgmental. That's what takes away the social safety of your team. People's personal lives have to remain their personal lives. Yes, they'll make their choices. Those choices are now going to start to overlap with work because they have to work from home or work from a different location. Find a balance in between. So empathy is about understanding the emotions that your team is going through and being able to lead effective, being able to say, hey, I understand. Hey, I'm here for you. Don't worry about it. We'll find a solution. And people feel comfortable. They don't feel worried. Um, I had one of my team members who moved to a different town <laughs> suddenly in the middle of all the uncertain times that were going on. And that in itself had some potential impact. Um, there are very many different ways I could have responded as a leader. Hey, why didn't you tell us? But you know, no, but you understand what is their situation? What led to that decision? Over, ultimately, what you need is performance. So how are you going to continue to execute your work 
in this new circumstance. And if you can find comfort in that, it's fine, you know? So that's also empathy. It's think about yourself and think about the person's circumstances and try to give them space, you know, in terms of there's a reason why this happened. Don't judge, you know, don't become... Have you not drawing boundaries and saying your contract says you're supposed to be in Nairobi? I don't care how you do it. You have to be in Nairobi every day of the week. And yet that's not really what they need to perform effectively in their role. Okay. So empathy. Every time you face a situation with your team, a team member ask, um, how do I put myself in their shoes? How do I understand them, understand what they're going through? And how do I provide emotional support and social safety for my team? That's what it means to have empathy. So the final tactic and a very key tactic as well to help you lead your team in uncertain times is task clarity and structure. You can imagine, like I said, the routine and the way the team is used to working has been turned completely upside down, right? Um, so this, the team will be looking to you as a leader to enable them to have the right structure and the right clarity as to what they're supposed to be doing. When the business is going through uncertain times, change, like I said, is common. So this week you go for a meeting, you're told by your bosses, they are focusing on this, you know. Next week, it might be something different. That creates a different kind of tension for the team as well. So it's your role to communicate to your team what should they be focusing on at any given time. It's okay for you to change things around. You know, it's okay to tell them, I know you've been working on this and you might have put in some time, but for these X reasons, maybe we have a new client or this has been given as the higher priority by the business. I need you to change and focus on this. And explaining it well so that people don't feel harassed, they don't feel frustrated, that they are doing very many things and they're not sure what's going on, they don't feel confused. That's what it means to provide task clarity. Um, there are different ways that you can structure how your team works. This could lead us into a whole other training. Uh, it's a little bit around project management, it's a little bit around how you're already following along what people do. Now, one thing that has worked very well for me, and I hope in your situation, somehow you can find a way to apply it, is what we call collaboration tools, okay? Or task management tools. There's one particular tool I use with my team whereby everybody's tasks is listed on a particular system. And I've really, really insisted on the practice of people tracking their tasks and even commenting and posting their progress on tasks in that particular system. What it means for me as a leader is that at any given time, when I need to get a view as to how work is progressing within my company and within the team, I don't have to start calling people, harassing them, asking, hey, are you doing this? Are you doing that? It's because I look at it. I can see what's in the red. I can see if someone has posted a comment, I know, oh, this is what is happening with this particular task. I don't have to look for them, call them to ask. I even save time. All right. So task structure is to ask yourself as a leader, do we have the right structures to enable our team to be productive and execute on their role. And it's not always obvious. Now, for most corporate companies, I know there could be different tools. Um, email can be very tricky, but uh, I don't know whether email works effectively. I think email is stronger for communication. So there has to be that separate place where tasks are posted. By the way, it could be a spreadsheet. Uh, we also use online collaborative sp spreadsheets quite a bit, you know. So everybody has one particular document they're looking at and it's showing what's going on. It's difficult because I know each of you might be in different situations and might have access to different tools. But the idea is that you have to take the initiative as a leader. And by the way, if there's a tool you require that you feel will make your team more effective, why wouldn't you champion for that tool to be provided, right? Why wouldn't you go back to top management and say, okay, we're in uncertain times. I'm noticing X challenges with my team and I would like to requisition or request that we put this system in place or that we do X to enable us to have task clarity and structure. You'll even earn bonus points <laughs> for the leader who has the initiative to drive that digital um, transformation for your organization. So the idea is that we shouldn't assume that people already know what they should do. 
we need to make it easier even for ourselves as leaders to have a dashboard or a particular place where we can track and view tasks so that we know if there's a problem without having to call or chase each person in our team, without having to send a million and one emails which people may not even be looking at, right? Um, what are the different things you can do? Clarity in terms of always remembering that it's your role to set the priorities for your team, right? If the team is scrambling, scrambling all over the place, not sure of what they do, it comes back to you as a leader. So how do you stop and say, okay, guys, uh, let's refocus. Let's have a meeting. What's going on? This is not a priority. So you can drop this and focus on this. And you provide that direction so that people feel comfortable and they feel that they're doing the right thing at the right time. And they know also that you and them, you and your team, that is, are well aligned in all the work that's going on. They won't get to a performance review somewhere months down the line where you're saying, hey, this is what you are doing. And who told you to do that? Right? That's going to be too late and it's going to cause a lot of heartbreak, right? So doing this on a day-to-day, weekly basis, ongoing basis, continuous feedback, that's very key to provide that clarity that the team requires. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like and share, comment, get involved. Let us know what you think, what you want to learn next and join us next time.